What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 117 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother from the same mother, Lester Jones. Hello, everybody. (laughs) And, of course, it wouldn't be our show if we weren't also joined by the ninth wonder, Chocolate Thunder, delivering DoorDash and getting tipped with DoorGash. The wine and get the wine and dining, sixty nine in. He'll throw an extra butter for a taste of that turd cutter. The phenomenal AJ Singh. I'm okay with money instead of DoorGash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, what have you guys been up to this week? What have you been doing? What have you been watching? Give me something interesting. I watched uh, Midnight Club. It was a new show on Netflix. I think it's based on like a Christopher Pike book. My sister said she read, I think, when she was younger. And uh, she was really excited about this show, so we watched it together. And it's been good so far. It's uh, it's kind of like a, a sad premise, though. Like, it's about a bunch of teenagers who are in a hospice. But uh, there's like creepy stuff going on around in that hospice. And uh, at midnight, they all get together and tell scary stories. And It's like we're dying, but at least there's something spooky going on. Yeah, it's not creepy <laughs> There's enough. a killer coming to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> not dying soon yeah. enough, apparently. Not only are you dying, it's a horrific death. Yeah. Now is is Chris Pike like a pseudonym based on like the Star Trek character? Oh, I don't know. I've oh. never heard of that. Was he like a like R.L. Stein type of author or something? Yeah, I think he was more adult though. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, he. I, I've read one of his books. I think they're they're kind of interesting. They're they're meant for like young adults. I think, <laughs> but also adults can read it. The horror story is just like the horror of dying <laughs> <laughs> for for reasons you have no control over. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of like a bummer that whole premise and everything, but. I mean, you get used to it, and there's still like a lot of fun watching the story come together. <laughs> Anything else? I think that's it for me. What about you? Uh, <laughs> I played Last of Us Two. I haven't been playing it. I, um, I've seen you play a little bit of it, but like, uh, are you liking it so far? Yeah, it's pretty good. It, the gameplay is a little close for what I like. I like sneaking and hiding in bushes and shooting people from a mile away. But uh, yeah. It's a little more intense. You got to get good. No. Yeah. <laughs> I no. usually just die like 10 times. Some stealth games like are too hard. Like it's uh, some games where the stealth is so touchy that you always get spotted. I'm like, okay, they could have made this better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The AI in this one's pretty smart for the, for the people at least because yeah, you'll kill a couple people and they'll be like, hey, George. George, and yeah, then you're fucked. You're like, oh, I'm fucked now. I better get my guns out. It's time to get fucked. Maybe we should look in this tall grass. No, <laughs> it's not like the movies where like you kill off half the people, and right? Just nonchalant. <laughs> yeah, people just disappear. There's like one guy wandering around left by himself. He's like, I haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> I like that classic, like, you can be, as long as you're in the tall grass, you can be right by a guy and he won't notice. Yeah. That's that's the kind of gameplay I like. <laughs> um, you watch anything? I probably have. Oh, you you were watching that tattoo show. Yeah, I watched, uh, I think, pretty much all but the finale of that. Uh, I, I already forget what it's called. It's the main tattoo one. The Ink Master. The Ink Masters, that's it. It's been pretty good. They had a really good talent this season. Does it make you want to get more tattoos? Yeah, but it also makes me be like, uh, oh, good tattoos are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just got to volunteer to be one of the guinea pigs on that show. Yeah. Just come in there with something retarded. Be like, this guy wants something retarded. Let's send him in. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like tattoos are so hit and miss because like, you got to find that one artist who's actually really good at it. Yeah. So- shopping around for good artists is a, a big point. God, that means like 80 to 90% of the artists out there are just like, meh. <laughs> yeah yeah if you want something generic probably a lot of them can bang something out but if you want the real good stuff the top shelf you gotta look around man i didn't watch a ton of stuff uh this week either um uh marvel did put out a few um trailers i don't know if you saw any of these oh, aj yeah. Ooh, um, trailers. <laughs> so there's a i actually thought this was coming next year but it's coming this year Gar- the guardians of the galaxy christmas special yeah. Um like November 25th, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm 
kind of reminds me of the Star Wars holiday special, which was awful. But well, you know, I thought they might actually do like more of a take on that. But now, like seeing this trailer, like I don't think they are. Right. <laughs> is it like one piece, or is it like six episodes, like Hawkeye? No, it's it's kind of like the Werewolf by Night. It's just a one one, uh, one off. Yeah. I expect something cutesy, I guess. Like a little Christmas. Movie. Yeah, I kind of agree. Yeah, I think it'll be like a light-hearted romp. Hopefully yeah. it doesn't suck. <laughs> you always have to have <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully this doesn't suck. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. There's yeah, also a trailer that. for that. Suck. <laughs> Actually, I'm, that's the only thing that excites me right now, Kang. Because like, everything else right now, that's this phase has been kind of meh and... I'm hoping he like ties everything together. Well, they are going to use him in several things, and he's going to be like, you know, it's seemingly the big bad of one of those Avengers movies they yeah. got coming up. And I, I would assume they're probably going to use him in Loki season two as well, since he was in the first season. Yeah, so I mean, I guess we're going to see a whole lot of Kang in this phase. Whole lot of Kang. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um. I mean, the trailer looked decent. The, the. I mean. The Ant Man like movies aren't my favorite part of the MCU. Right, yeah. Like like the first one I thought was was um, good. The second one was fine, but a bit bland. But like neither of them are like knock your socks off type yeah. movies. You know they're just fine. I think uh, they're they're trying to make Ant Man relevant by putting the the big baddie like in his film right now, like at the beginning, like like this might help sell tickets. Yeah. <laughs> to an Ant Man movie. Yeah, I think they're trying to like lift up that franchise. Uh, I, otherwise, I don't see the point of putting Kang with Ant Man. Like he's just so underwhelming of a hero. It does seem like a weird combo. Yeah. But you know, also the thing I thought was weird. Okay, so this quantum realm. Isn't it basically like, you know, they go down all small? Like, to me, it would be like, honey, I shrunk the kids type of thing. But it's almost like you, like, they go down this quantum realm and it's like this whole other, like, universe, basically. But to me, it's like, to me, it would be so big that it, like, the chances of, like, Michelle Pfeiffer, like, stumbling upon, like, the people she apparently met down there the first time would be, like, you know, a small chance. But, yeah, it's like one guy running the uh, quantum realm, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, whoa, somebody entered it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just seems like if it's like this microscopic, like, you know, area or what, like, it would just go on forever, seemingly, yeah. like, you know, like our space, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I expected it to be, like another infinitely, you know, small but huge at the same time. Right. Place. Yeah. They show in the trailer, and we'll get into it, but, like, where Hope, like, as soon as they're sending a signal to the realm, like, she's like, turn it off, turn it off. Like, as if, you know, there's somebody who's, like, in the realm just always monitoring. Right. (laughs) It did seem kind of strange to me. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, their whole family just, like, gets sucked in there. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. (laughs) That guy was there waiting for them. You're right, yeah, like, I guess we'll have to wait and see the movie, but it does seem like, oh, they turn this on and immediately (laughs) they're sucked in there, you know. Um, I think that movie comes out in February, so getting quite a few Marvel movies coming up. Um... I don't have much to say. I know. I mean, I, I, each week I've been watching the newest episode of Andor. It continues to be good. I haven't, I haven't had an episode yet that I didn't like, so uh, definitely check that out. Now, it is the, the holiday season, you know, so I decided to watch a spooky movie. And I wanted, to watch, I wanted to watch one that I hadn't watched yet. And I got to say, pretty terrifying. I watched the Don Knotts classic, The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. <laughs> you guys ever watch this bad boy? <laughs> Doesn't sound very horrifying. <laughs> it's, it's it's basically like a horror comedy, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, it's probably nothing I would ever watch again. But like, it, it was fine. Like, they did have this one bit that was actually kind of funny. You, where like the, his character's name is Luther, and like in many scenes, there's just like this off-camera guy that goes goes Atta boy Luther. <laughs> <laughs> and they just like keep going back to that and using it like over and over again. And like a couple times and you're like, this seems like a dumb joke. But then they use it enough to where it becomes ridiculous. And you're like, okay, you won me back. <laughs> oh, and then I was just going to say, I guess this would count as like a very slight spoiler for, for Black Adam that I don't think anyone would give a shit about. But you remember like I was talking about like who is that like um, uh, blonde lady in the underwater facility? 
It turns out you oh, were right. right. It was that uh, James Gunn's like girlfriend, that character from the Suicide Squad. Right. Like I didn't recognize her uh, right away, but yeah, apparently that is her. So yeah. you were right. But still, like that makes me like question like when did Black Adam take place? Because like, would it make sense for her character to to be working there like after the events of Peacemaker? I don't remember how she ended off Peacemaker, like if she was disgruntled or if she was like happy with the team or what. I was thinking she was like happy with the team, but I don't know. Too much. T- <laughs> you consume so much stuff that it's like, I, and I, I, I remember I liked Peacemaker, but now I'm like, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. You know, you forget things. You I'll know? need that season one recap. Yeah. That is helpful when you start a new season and they're like, last time on yeah. blah, blah, blah. You do kind of need that these days. For sure. <laughs> Even with weekly shows now. Like, yeah. You can forget everything. <laughs> um, do you guys got any other things you want to talk about before we get into story time? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's story time, bitches. Uh, so anyone who hasn't watched or listened, uh, we're going to go around the table. Everybody's going to bring a, a store, wacky news story from around the globe. And we'll just see if we can't make something funny and or entertaining out of it. And as tradition dictates, AJ, we usually start with you. So what do you got for us? All right. Woman reaches top 0.4% of OnlyFans after allowing followers to make every decision in her life. Seems like a smart choice to do. Uh, a woman has reached the top 0.4% OnlyFans after handing over control of her life to her subscribers. Uh, student Lori from France uh, joined the site a few weeks ago, like many before her, but rather than just post saucy pics and videos, she decided to play a deploy to deploy. A, she decided to deploy a concept never seen before on this platform. I let the fans control my whole life. The 23 year old said on Mad Bible, uh, every decision of my life, important or not, they will have control. It's certainly an interesting, albeit terrifying idea. And unsurprisingly, uh, she has made some pretty radical decisions since handing over the keys to her life such as leaving her partner and quitting her internship uh so uh, how exactly does it work the parisian aka live with Lori, has been posting polls on telegram uh, which anyone can vote on freely freely before posting the results on her OnlyFans page the polls could cover anything from what she could have for lunch to whether she should gamble all her earnings at the casino. Subscribers also suggest poll ideas. Uh, of course, I'm while, sure they do. <laughs> yeah. Of course, while this is undeniably an intriguing social experiment, there's good reason why we're taught not to trust strangers. So Lori has a few guidelines in place. Uh, Lori does have a few rules. Uh, I will not accept a poll which would, which would put me in danger, uh, could harm someone, or be hateful. Uh, I have no regrets. I don't yet... I do not... No, I don't know yet where this experience will lead. I'll leave it up to the fans to choose the next polls. Uh, I'm excited to see where it all goes. The poll online right now is whether I should give $100 to a fan. Well, I'm pretty sure that the way that uh, wish that poll, the way in which that poll is going to go. Uh, Lori subscribers also are able to message her directly and said this was a big motivation behind the concept, a mutual sharing of lives. I know it's hard to really create meaningful relationships through social media, she said. I do my best to communicate my energy and positivity through my posts, and even though it's not possible to change how social media works, I try to create my own scale and I try to create my own scale and OnlyFans account where people really matter. I don't know what that sentence means. Uh, I'm not trying to change the world. I'm not even trying to fight a social battle. Uh, I'm just trying to create a small community of willing people to share their lives with me and talk with me. Uh, she added, I understand that some people can't understand that, and I don't want to try to convince them. What really matters to me is that the subscribers on my p- account are happy. Now, she made it to like the, you know, top like whatever percent um of only fans does she do nudity it seems like these guys would just be like oh if they control their life they'd just be like yeah be naked 24 7 in front of the camera you know i mean i would think so it's only fans she's got to do nudity i think this is just on top of that because she's pretty so yeah it doesn't mention that but you got to figure if she's making that much money on only fans she's got to be doing nudity right yeah for sure if you're in the top 0.4 percent i'm sure everything else is just a topping on top of the nudity. <laughs> yeah it doesn't mention that but it's got to be right <laughs> yeah you know what this kind of reminds me of is you guys remember that Jim Carrey movie Yes Man, oh, really? where he's just like, "Oh, I'm gonna say yes to everything." Yeah. 
It'd be funny though if like right out of the gate, like a homeless man came up to him and was like, You wanna have sex in this alleyway? He's like mm. <laughs> begrudging, yes. <laughs> I said I'd do it. <laughs> Imagine if a homeless guy like he's the he's the guy behind that class. He's like, Everybody say yes. <laughs> oh yeah, right. And now I'll just start asking you stuff. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I mean, that's how you get to the top 0.4%, guys. <laughs> Is there anything you would like us to do <laughs> for your subscription? <laughs> yeah, let's employ this. How do we get to, to the top of the podcasting cl- slash YouTube charts? So we let everybody watching uh, make decisions of our lives. There's going to be like one person who writes something. <laughs> <laughs> our number one fan. <laughs> You mean our one fan? <laughs> Still number one. <laughs> Podcast every day. <laughs> now kiss. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Well, First, there are going to be some rules. Basically, equate to we won't do anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's like two choices that you have. <laughs> well, let's roll on to manifesto round one. Well, the kids have my phone, so basically I have taglines of articles <laughs> so, so that I can barely read. So you're actually back to the, the, the handwritten manifesto <laughs> that you had in the old days. Oh, yeah. that was uh, Those were good times. I mean, that's where the term came from, because you did have like yeah. this... Chicken scratch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a short one. A woman is stuck in the bathtub for 30 minutes after taking a, a bath in coconut oil. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't get out? She was, she was just slipping his slipping. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no friction there's no there's no way. it seemed like she could still get out it apparently seemed... not or is it like she buried herself in so much of it that it, she she was just like stuck in it and like no it sounded like she took the bath in it so the whole tub is coated in it she's coated in it it's uh oil fiasco <laughs> i feel like there's ways out you could roll out sort of like well it sounded like she was just like, like... <laughs> well, it depends on her tub too, I guess. Maybe she like have one of those like big Victorian tub yeah. deep ones, and she's like an old feeble woman, right? I can't imagine like a you it's know not like she was an overweight woman. Okay, that could have contributed. Right. she didn't tip that thing over. <laughs> but you would think you, you would think the lubrication would help her get out. <laughs> if anything, you just gotta start rocking back and forth. <laughs> How defeated would that be though to have to have like emergency responders come to get you out of your bathtub because you're overly lubed up yeah (laughs) it's not even a good reason well eventually like she like i guess turn on the water and just like you started like you know slowly getting the oil off (laughs) until she could get enough traction i mean you would need to do that for a long time what was the idea behind it though like it was some like yeah it was some like health thing it's like oh take a this cocoa butter is gonna make my skin just like the right it's gonna help your woes i mean i've heard of putting cocoa butter on your skin but getting in the tub to like lather it everywhere i don't think you need to do all that (laughs) like i don't really like most perfumes but i like the smell when somebody's like all cocoa buttered up like (sighs) coconut like coconut lotion smells really good Yeah. yeah Yeah, I would prefer that to perfume for sure. Yeah. She was seasoning herself. <laughs> there are a couple of perfumes that don't bother me, but a lot of them, like, I don't know, I just don't like them. The vanilla ones, I think, are pretty good. A lot of them smell the same to me. Yeah. Probably are the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys aren't as discerning smell-wise as women think, I don't think. <laughs> Man, people used to really smell like shit in the past. Like, if you look at all the trouble they went through to try to cover that up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there was a, I'm sure there was a time period where, like, you would have appreciated perfume. Like, oh, yeah, at least uh, it's better than shit and sweat. <laughs> yeah, but if you mix it in with piss and shit and sweat, like, it's still going to smell bad. <laughs> but make, better. <laughs> you think there's something that's, like, complimentary just to just, like, reeking of sweat? <laughs> these, like, I don't like it by itself, but together, these two... It's a good combination. We need to find that. Goddamn, at work, like, I don't know who it is, but, like, at least once a day, like, I'll go in to take a piss in the bathroom at work, 
And it'll just like the body or odor of this guy. Like I'm like, how did he get here? Because it's not even sweat, man. And you haven't even like it's, happened to walk past his cubicle or something. No, I like I don't think he can even be working on my side of the building. He, they've got him in like a hidey hole. I think he's got to be on the clear on the other side of the building, and like his coworkers are just like too nice to tell him because mm-hmm. this motherfucker has to stink bad. He just walks by you when you get like a huge whiff? No, it's always in the bathroom. Like I go in the bathroom and the bathroom just, just reeks of it. It just lingers in there. And so like, yeah, I don't know who it is, but it's bad. I, I'll, I'll bet anything it's like it's either IT or it's like a, a mentally handicapped like janitor or something. There is a like an older guy janitor. I wonder if it could be him. There are people out there just got to reek. Man, my building's got a lot of bathrooms. So every once in a while, I'll walk in and it just like punch you in the face, and I just like turn around and leave. <laughs> like, no, <nope. laughs> I'll find another one. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of uh, aromas, uh, this story is sure to whet your guys' appetite. Vagina flavored crisps are now on sale. I think this one's fake news. Mm. Is it Chaz? Yeah. Yeah, I had this story before. Damn it, is it fake? <laughs> it's sadly fake. God. It's gotta be fake. Nobody's eating that, man. <laughs> Unless you're a virgin. <laughs> man, I really wanted this story to be true. Although, like the 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 fake story said that they're only sold like in Europe. <laughs> I guess that is a way to like make people not be able to call bullshit on the story as quickly. Plus, like we have this image of Europeans like eating weird food sometimes. <laughs> like the thing is, milk. I think it was like a real company, and it was like a fake uh, promotion. Oh, so the company's real, but yeah, I think it, that was the case. Damn it. These damn fake news stories. They got our attention, though. Okay, I got a different one. Let's see if you can put the kibosh on this one. Um, Young man developed bizarre allergy to his own orgasms. How much has he been orgasming to where he's developing (laughs) allergies? Developing an allergy to anything later in life is a terrible experience. You might become unable to eat your favorite food or do the activities you most enjoy. (laughs) No vagina chips for me. (laughs) But this particular young man really got dealt the worst possible hand in the game of life. He developed a rare, bizarre allergy-like condition to his own orgasms. For years, the 27-year-old has been experiencing weird flu-like symptoms whenever he, you know, finished. They would last for up to several days, making every orgasm a thoroughly unpleasant experience. His condition left the man unable and unwilling to engage in any kind of romantic or sexual activity or relationship. He didn't seem to have any other option, with doctors seemingly unable to cure his strange illness. Fortunately, this story has a happy ending, get it? After seeking help one last time, the man's condition was miraculously cured, and it's all thanks to simple over-the-counter allergy medicine. The young man's strange condition was described in a case uh, study published in the journal Urology Case Reports. According to the report, his symptoms began sometime around uh, the age of 18. After an orgasm, he would quickly break into flu-like symptoms. He would begin coughing and sneezing and get a runny nose, much like with a pollen allergy. In addition, he'd get a rash on his forearms and his lymph nodes uh, would swell up. Yep, that sounds like allergies to us. The symptoms could appear within minutes or take several hours to show up. And when they did, they could last up to a week, making the young man's life absolutely miserable. It didn't matter whether he had sex with somebody else or rocked his own socks. In either case, he'd come down with his allergy. Because of the distressing nature of his symptoms, he actively avoided any sexual activity or romantic relationships, the report said. Over the years, the young man had consulted several doctors and allergy specialists. However, they all proved unable to help him. One allergist thought that he had uh, simple hay fever. Unsurprisingly, the medication he got from that doctor did absolutely nothing. Uh, having dealt with this problem for nearly 10 years, he finally got to doctors who, uh, the doctors who wrote the report. Lo and behold, they actually figured out what ailed the young man. The doctors determined that the man suffers from post-orgasmic illness syndrome, or POIS. It's no wonder that previous doctors hadn't figured that out. Poise is an exceedingly rare condition. Within the last 20 years, only 60 cases of poise have been described. Prior to that, the condition is unknown. Poise affects almost exclusively men, and its symptoms match the young man's illness to a T. So the doctors uh, now knew what was wrong with the young man, which was good. But they also had some bad news for him. 
Current medical science doesn't know what causes poise. Uh, consequently, there's no cure for it, and doctors treat it using a fairly strict, let's see if it works methodology. And that's just what the doctors did for the young man as well. They prescribed him an antihistamine, which has proven effective against similar sy- symptoms for other allergies. That didn't work, however. Perhaps the young man had expected that and was ready to uh, resign to his sexless fate. But then the doctors talked to him into so- trying something else. They switched his medication uh, to over-the-counter fexofenadine, popularly known as Allegra. And what do you know? It worked. The treatment that proved most uh, effective was daily fexofenadine, leading to a 90% symptom improvement, the case report reads. Thanks to the medicine, the young man has been able to resume normal sexual activity, and he doesn't have to break the bank for it, since all he needs to do is take a regular allergy medicine before getting down and dirty. Imagine having that conversation, though. Hold on, babe, I have to take my pill first. No, it's nothing contagious. I'm just allergic to my own orgasms. Now, if you guys had this condition and there was no cure... Would you still uh, jack off, or would you be like this guy? Be like, it's not worth it. I'd probably jack off less. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anytime you have like a negative feedback, you're probably gonna like stop. But they said it could last for like a week, so like probably like by the time like his symptoms are easing up, like his fucking nuts are ready to blow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could just jerk off all the time and just be sick all the time. <laughs> and he might as well like do it like a camel, jerk off for like a week straight. And then try to, like, survive for a little while off of that. <laughs> That's true. Like, when he finally, like, uh, <laughs> comes off the wagon or whatever, <laughs> he just, like, makes a week of it. And he's just like, I'm going to jerk off 90 <laughs> times a day. It's calling in sick. Sounds like, sounds like me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers I was putting up, I could be historic, man. <laughs> I'm a legend in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I was calling in sick just to jerk off. <laughs> God forbid there be a test the night before. I'd procrastinate like crazy. <laughs> um. Well, AJ, I guess it's time for story number two already. All right, let's see what we got here. Right, I got one of uh, gruesome ones, so I think I'll go with that. People have been left horrified after a woman explained how the back of her head exploded mid-flight due to air pressure. Uh, TikToker Waronika initially uploaded a video yesterday, October 20th, showing her with a brace around her head and bruising across her face. Across the across the footage, she wrote, "POV, you're the you're on a flight. You're a flight attendant that has just had to inform the back of my head explode. Oh, had to inform the back of my head exploded from the pressure." Uh, she added that she's still not over how gross it was. Now, before you go canceling your travel plans, let it be known that Weronika had undergone surgery before the flight and unfortunately had some stitches burst open on the plane. While revealing parts of the story, it didn't take long for people to start making assumptions, with some pointing to the blame, some pointing to the blame at the doctor who granted her as being fit to fly. Uh, the back of Weronika's head quite literally popped open. However, Weronika... Uh, has made it clear that no one is at fault, writing, no one made any mistake, the original surgeon or the airport doctor at the hospital. Uh, Everything was fine when I got on the plane. I have unusually soft tissue and swell more than the average person, which led to some some of the stitches coming open on the plane in one tiny area. But this information appears to have gone straight over people's heads, and so the TikToker has decided to set the record straight in a series of explainers. In the first clip, she reiterated that no one was to blame for the for before stating that before her flight she had a final consultation with the surgeon uh, who had previously carried out her bbl she had she hadn't realized the meeting the meeting which was a follow-up from cat eye surgery uh, was set up to be so long when she turned up she was also in a rush Although she was happy uh, with how she was recovering and mentioned she was going to give her a was going to give her fit a fly certificate. Okay, I guess she was dressed nice. She forgot amongst the rush, uh, and so it had to be dealt with by the airport doctor. Uh, the TikToker was, has been making unwanted comments about the incident. She was given the go-ahead, and funnily enough, funnily enough, funnily enough, her surgeon had also sent her one uh, sent her one via WhatsApp, although she didn't have connection at the time. I don't know what this is saying. 
I might be high right now. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> and now when the story, this is now this is when the story gets grisly. Um, we were on the plane. Everything's chill. We'd gone to sleep before we'd been before we'd been traveling since two a.m. Uh, oh, because we've been sla- traveling since two a.m. And I woke up, and I'm not, in a, and I'm in a lot of pain. I can feel pain all around here, uh, around my ear. My like my actual ear was in pain, as well as I was like, how is that possible? I cannot even feel my ears yet. Veronica continued, everything was really hurting. I got up, I went to the toilet, and heard this audible pop. She was understandably shocked, realizing that the incision behind her ears had split open. In fourth. A, and final part of the story time, she explained, immediately after I felt this hot liquid dripping down my neck and grabbed some towels and started wiping it up. Obviously, obviously it was blood. I didn't know, uh, I, I don't want, I don't know if anyone's had lipo. The fluid that comes out of you is like yellowy with blood and bits. Uh, in other words, it's not what you want fo- following or flowing out of you when you're 30,000 feet in the air. And she looks okay. Surprised she's getting all this work. The TikToker assumes that the reason it happened is because she had a drain in the exact area that popped open, and this is where most fluid would accumulate. It would have swelled up on the plane, and this is combined with the air pressure. Well, you know the story. Unfortunately, Weronika had no choice but to keep pressure on the wound until the plane landed, and it looks like everything's been sorted since touchdown. I guess the silver lining in this case is she's probably the only person who can say that survive who can say that they survived their head exploding mid-flight. Man, that's nasty as hell. If I was near this person, I'd be like, ew, get them away from me. I would not want to sit next to them for the rest of the flight. It is like, yeah, pretty crazy. It sounds like pus was coming out of her head, like yellow and bits. (laughs) So did she say this was like from liposuction or something? Uh, from some sort of surgery she had. She's had a few surgeries. She's had lipo. She's had BBL. She's had something else. What's BBL? A Brazilian butt lift. No. Yeah, she probably had like facelift. She says they said something about the eyes. Yeah, she got bruising around her eyes. No. She looks like she got her ass whooped. She has less weight in her head. <laughs> <laughs> like all this to she already was pretty. I don't understand. Like. That's nuts. Some man. people get obsessed with cosmetic surgery, man. Yeah. And it, you, it almost always ends with them getting too much of it and looking like a maniac. Yeah. Like the, man, so many women overdid the collagen in the lips. And oh, it just yeah. just looks awful. That was like after Angelina Jolie and she was like, she was really popular. Yeah. And people saw that. Renee Zellweger, she used to do this thing too. <laughs> <laughs> She'd puff them out. <laughs> But yeah, it's a grisly story for sure. Yeah, it's always pretty girls too who are always getting like unnecessary surgery. They're too critical on themselves. Yeah. Um. Well, manifesto round two. Uh a trans activist has purchased uh, the Miss Universe pageant. So uh, probably next year there's going to be some uh, swinging going on in the competition. <laughs> Dang, I didn't know uh, anybody trans had that kind of money. <laughs> like. I didn't. I thought Donald Trump owned it or something. He owned one of them for sure. Maybe he sold it. I, it well, I don't Mary. remember. Yeah, it might have been missing or Mary. Miss Miss Teen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He owns that. That's for sure. <laughs> Toddlers for tears. <laughs> I mean, they're all like just the idea of beauty pageants are disgusting. Like whether they have trans people in them or not, like they should get rid of them. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, it's pretty shallow and. Place society's importance on stupid things, but but I mean, like, even if like if a trans person gets like they can't just like like say, oh, we're gonna have this many trans people. Like they have to win like other competitions to get in there or whatever, don't they? I don't know. I don't know how you qualify. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) I mean, uh, I I don't even know where you go to watch those things. (laughs) Like, do they still put them on TV? Like, who gives a shit? I think, yeah, I think you gotta have a cable subscription to watch this stuff. I'm sure, yeah, they probably broadcast somewhere. I guess. I mean, a, a lot of that cable stuff is just, it's bad right now. Like, cable news, all that, they're losing so much viewership because people are cutting the cord. So they're targeting, like, the people that are left. And the people that are left are, like, old people. So. <laughs> I like my women with dicks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they've served in Vietnam. <laughs> they've met chicks with dicks. <laughs> You know what's also like a joke is like a lot of those competitions have like morale morality clauses. 
So, like, there's a lot of women that um, have been stripped of their title because, like, maybe they got into porn or did some sort of saucy, like, modeling oh, or, yeah. you know, something, maybe OnlyFans type stuff. Um, so, yeah, like, a lot of women have, like, had their their crowns taken away or whatever, like, <laughs> their titles or whatever because of, quote-unquote, morality clauses. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, the competition is about how good you look. I know. And so, like, of course, those people are going to... Yeah, they're going to fuck. ...get into things like that. <laughs> yeah. It's so ridiculous, those competitions. Mm. Well, we're speaking of shallowness. I got another short blurb. Okay. Uh since online classes have become a big thing with COVID, uh, beautiful women are doing not as well in school. <laughs> Shocker. Is that, is that a real thing? Or yeah. Is that... <laughs> I can see that. They do better in person. You're telling me a professor just looks at them and says, all right, 20 more points for this person. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. messed up. Yeah, ugly women don't do it as well. I've heard I've heard that uh with looks like if a guy is not attractive, women don't even notice him. Yeah. And if a woman is unattractive, guys get visibly annoyed. <laughs> I'm annoyed being in your presence. That's wild, man. Did you guys ever have high school teachers that you could tell like were kind of like ogling the attractive girls in class and shit? Man, Good I course. heard teachers say something about a student once I was like this is not right. <laughs> yeah, the coaches always seem kind of weird to me. I had one teacher like that, and I even heard like one of the girls saying that like um, they would like flirt with him a little bit to try to get like better grades and shit. <laughs> oh no! Uh, yeah, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. But um, it happens. I'm sure all the oh, time. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I definitely had teachers. I think just didn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I think <laughs> I think it was just because I'm pretty milk toast. <laughs> this milk toast bastard. <laughs> He's so boring <laughs> and ugly, <laughs> pissing me off. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. <laughs> he didn't laugh at my joke. <laughs> There were probably some of that. Yeah. <laughs> he's just sitting there with a stone face and he's like, D minus. <laughs> uh, well, AJ, you had a grisly story. I, I have a, a pretty bleak one here, too. Missing grandmother found inside a huge python. Oh, I think I've heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, she just wanted to go out for a walk. A missing grandma vanished uh, just after a walk. Uh, Jara fifty four went for a walk to collect uh, to collect rubber in a forest near her family home in Jambi, Indonesia. <sighs> Collecting rubber. That's what it says. Concerned relatives uh, reported her missing when she didn't return from the jungle. Search parties organized by locals began searching through the dense woods in the Tangjung uh, Jibong Bara Regency. I'm sure I pronounced that perfectly. Uh, soon after, residents and police stumbled upon the uh, seven-meter-long python with the grandma inside its swollen tummy. The mammoth python was spotted with the bulge in its belly in a clearing among the trees while hunting for uh, Jara last Sunday. Uh, two days after her disappearance. The snake's stomach was sliced open and their worst fears were confirmed. The 54-year-old missing grandma had been swallowed, swallowed whole by the python. Footage shows the grand's uh, remains as they rotted inside the snake's digestive tract. The video also shows her freaked-out friends as the giant snake is cornered and its stomach cut open. They found the grand curled up inside the bloated snake before both the snake and her were covered in a blue tarp uh, sheet. What if it was just like a pig in there and they're like, oh, sorry, snake. <laughs> Good job. Her body was largely intact, as were her cl the clothes she was wearing, despite being eaten up by the slippery snake. Uh, Anto, the head of the uh, Turjung Gaja village where Jara lived, said the python was thought to have bitten the gram uh, and its fear <clears throat> with its fearsome fangs. The snake would have suffocated her by wrapping itself around until she stopped breathing. The ordeal would have lasted about two hours, and in the end, the missing grandma was swallowed up. Anto said the victim did not come home after saying goodbye to her family to go uh, to the garden collecting rubber from the trees on Friday. Her family then reported her missing to the local authorities, and a search has uh, been carried out since then. 
Residents killed the snake and dissected its stomach contents. Everyone was astonished. It turned out that the woman we were looking for was in the snake's stomach. It would have taken the python weeks to fully digest the grandma's remains. The incident sparked panic within the village, and there have been a lot of python sightings in recent weeks. Earlier, residents tried to catch a 9-meter snake, but they failed as the snake was just enormous. Anto said villagers are now worried that bigger snakes are still in the forest. This giant snake has also swallowed two residents' goats. Indonesia is known for the large population of reticulated pythons, similar to the one that took down the 50-year-old missing grandma. They otherwise live in remote forests and feed on wild animals and occasionally humans. They are known as one of the world's largest and heaviest reptiles. Uh, so the moral of this story is don't go to Indonesia. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I, I think it was Indonesia or the Philippines, one of those islands out there, where they had they have those kinds of snakes. But the, there's like tribal people who are like smaller than you know the average human, and uh, they're probably like four feet tall or something like that. And they really had trouble with these snakes because they were on the list to be eaten by these snakes. <laughs> I would never go anywhere alone. I'd be like, there's yeah. a buddy system in effect now. Yeah, that is just horrifying, man. A giant snake that can eat you. Like, I, I think I'm safe because I'm like huge. <laughs> Snakes would look at me and be like, I'll burst. But I mean, to be that small and to be on the menu, like, that's horrifying, man. It's crazy that they can survive swallowing something that big, though. Yeah. And just like, oh, okay, I'm going to be here for two weeks while this thing digests. Yeah, I mean, they can go, like, I think a year without eating after that sort of thing. Jesus. Yeah, you imagine, like, that whole body just rotting in there. All these bacteria doing all this shit in there. And clothes. There's clothes in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who knows what comes up. Yeah. Part of me, I don't know if I, like, fully appreciate, like, the retribution stash. <laughs> like, let's kill this snake. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess I kind of do. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah. Nature's took its course. It it's already done. It happened. No, uh, kill the snakes. Kill all the snakes. <laughs> I am Snake Hitler on this issue. <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of on Lester's side. Like I was like, well, she's already eaten. Like, yeah, you're not getting her back. She's, she's not, <laughs> you're not going to get anything out of this. <laughs> yeah. Just take him and dump him in the Everglades. I mean, yeah, her family might. Her family might want the remains for like the funeral. I guess they could just like. Kill the snake, but don't rip him open and just put the whole snake's body in the coffin. <laughs> She's beautiful. <laughs> if I was a family, I'd be like making like snakeskin boots. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Might as well not waste that now. <laughs> it is crazy though that I mean, I mean, if they can eat her, they could probably eat you. Yeah. If they really tried. Yeah. Come say your goodbyes. Here's your wallet. <laughs> Everybody gets a wallet. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Graham Graham. <laughs> Every time I pay for something, I'll think of you. <laughs> what a terrible way to die, too, when, like, the fucking snake's crushing your bones and you're just like, ugh, I'm going to die now. Well, uh, yeah. She must have been, like, it must have fallen on her or something, like, for it to catch her in the first place. Like, they'll hide in trees and stuff, so yeah, it could have. Yeah. Or maybe she was just like really slow <laughs> doing these rubber trees, and you know it comes up and wraps around your leg or something, um, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And it just gets worse. What a horrifying creature! Yeah. <laughs> Always carry a machete. <laughs> yeah, buddy system and a machete. You figure if you start hacking on it, like uh, you probably fuck off at some point. Be like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> Or wear like a really spiky jacket. <laughs> <laughs> this, like is, this is my snake armor. <laughs> um, AJ, I think we're back to you again. All right, let's see what we got here. I really liked my first two stories. Let's see what we got left. <laughs> All right. A uh, man pretends to be dead for 321 days and gets acting role on CSI. Ooh. I need to do this. <laughs> yeah. A man who posted a TikTok uh, video every day for 321 days pretending to be dead got what he wanted after landing a dream role as a dead body on CSI Vegas. Uh, it turns out that with hard work, dedication, and several hundred videos of yourself lying on the ground uh, pretending to be dead, you can make it onto a major TV show and have your shot at fame. At least that's how Kentucky man Josh Nally uh, managed it as day after day he posted videos to his TikTok account, Living Dead Josh, 
uh, of him pretending to be dead in hopes of in hopes that a show would cast him as a corpse in one of their episodes. After 321 painstaking days of pretending to be dead, he got his wish as CSI Vegas got in touch after noticing the viral star and offered him the chance to play a dead body in one of their episodes. Josh Nally. Uh, posted videos of himself oh, repeat. Um, speaking to the Courier Journal he explained that he had no acting experience but over time has learned uh, how to more convincingly portray a corpse thanks to plenty of practice he said I don't like speaking on camera but I can lie there and act like I'm dead pretty easily having done more than 300 of these posts I have progressed and gotten better at first, you could you could see me breathing, or the fake blood looked really bad. I've gotten rid of all. Get, I've gotten rid of using the blood and gotten better at holding my breath. Josh figured out the key to convincing to a convincing corpse shot was that there has to be some movement in the video, so it didn't look like didn't look like a photo. So while there was still uh, as the so while he was still as the grave, his surroundings were active and mobile. He says he got the idea after seeing a woman posting about hot sauce on TikTok and getting a bunch of offers from retailers, uh, which had him wondering if he could do basically the same thing about playing a dead body on TV. After almost a year of pretending to be dead, Josh finally landed his role on CSI Vegas. It wasn't all plain sailing during this time on set, however, he, as he revealed that he accidentally blew one take by having his phone left on, and naturally, a telemarketer decided to ring him at, the precise, at precisely the worst time. Uh, while he has no plans to quit his day job on managing a restaurant, Josh has received a number of other offers to play a dead body for other productions, so maybe his shot at stardom is only just beginning. Meanwhile, he still posts a video of himself pretending to be dead for his fans to enjoy, if that's the correct term. Uh, who knows what else he'll appear in as a dead body. CSI, the necrophilia files. <laughs> <laughs> got to start practicing for that. <laughs> Wonder what's he going to do. It'd also be funny if like he's he's playing a dead body and they're like, nobody's going to miss this piece of shit. He was a total pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> this bastard pedophile. <laughs> as you can see, they cut his dick off. <laughs> and shoved it in his mouth. <laughs> that is a thing. They might want you to be like naked or something. Yeah, they do that on the, those shows. I saw a picture of him. They don't want him naked. <laughs> <laughs> Was he naked in the picture? <laughs> we should start doing this like... Um, Try to get like other like bit nonsense parts by <laughs> doing this kind of shit. Well, who do you want to be? Yeah, who are like bit characters in shows that nobody cares about? Maybe like a bailiff or something. Yeah. <laughs> Order in the chorus. I just saw this clip on uh, I think it was Twitter and I saw it on TikTok where this there was like a a court show and I think it was that one with the. I don't know if her name is Judge Christina or this is one of those female judges. And her bailiff is like this big buff guy. Oh, I know this. And guy. this guy, like during the trial, he's having this uh, civil case with his ex-wife, I guess. And, you know, he looks at the bailiff and the judge points out that he's been married for 26 years or something and he's happy. And the, the defendant looks at the bailiff. He goes, he's not happy. He doesn't look happy at all. And then like right after that, it cuts to the bailiff had killed his wife. <laughs> What? Because he was on steroids and he raged out, I guess. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and the judge, like they show her in the clip, she's like, "He's very happy. He's great." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, straight that. cut to the murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is. A, I've never heard that story. That is. He was crazy. a big guy though. That's yeah, crazy. he's big. <laughs> I can see the steroids doing a number on him though. He looked like he was taking them consistently. Do you guys know that like? Um, Judge Judy was made like an insane amount of money. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Like what? She's like four hundred million or something. I don't know what she was making per year, but it, I, I, I know it was like she was the highest paid woman yeah. on television, and it was like an insane, insane amount. <laughs> it's like we're gonna put you in a fake court, and you just be a nasty bitch to everybody. <laughs> like this is money. At least the money went to an old person who needs it. <laughs> you know, we missed our calling. We should all have been TV judges. 
It's not too late. Like, I think that people just have to sign a waiver. So if you'd like us to try your court case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think those are real judges. I think we could do it. <laughs> how, do you think they're, how do you think they find those judges, though? Do you think they, like, go to, like, uh, sit in on trials and they're like, God damn, this judge is entertaining. We're going to offer him a deal. <laughs> you got something. You got a certain genesis. Yeah. <laughs> this guy has some country wisdom. <laughs> it's like Dr. Phil. What was the original one? The uh, the bald, old bald guy? Dr. Phil? No, no, no. They, the judge. Um, Wobner? It might have been Wobner. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, He was know. definitely one of the early ones, though. I don't know if I ever saw Wobner. I don't know what he looked yeah, like. Yeah, I don't even remember that. I've heard of the name. Anyway. Those shows, I, I feel like, I don't know if they still like show them, but it seemed like they were like popular at one time. Like There was Judge Judy, yeah. Judge Joe Brown, Judge Christina or whatever. It was like Judge. the only thing to watch like in the middle of the day. Yeah. There was the that and there was like Jerry Springer. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Springer got so ridiculous. And Maury. Maury was. Oh, was yeah. Maury. Man, in college, I watched a lot of Maury. The problem with Maury is uh, once he once the you, you're not the father you are the once the paternity test shows like took off that's all he did yeah yeah I was like give me a little variety yeah. Maury more chicks with dicks yeah he had those shows too <laughs> <laughs> don't worry you'll get to watch the Miss Universe yeah, Miss Universe <laughs> I'm waiting bated breath one of the tricks like on those like maybe, maybe it, you should, we, we should watch Miss Universe drunk and like. See who has the hots for the, the dude. <laughs> I'll get high. <laughs> it's like the the one hot chip uh, challenge. <laughs> oh man. No whammy, no whammy. This is too much like real life. <laughs> um do you got another story in the in the old manifesto for us? Oh, did you guys hear they made this new chip? That can like taste like vaginas. No, no, not not a chip like a microchip. Uh-huh. Um, they can transmit like all the inter- all the traffic on the internet in one day. It's like pentabytes. It's something crazy. Like this chip can transmit all that data in one second. Like the whole internet <laughs> traffic. It's insane. I mean, what is this going to lead to? Just like really fast internet or? Well, I, I mean, I assume it doesn't, it's not talking about like processing, but just sending, like, but like you could send like all the video on the internet, like through fiber optics in like a second. Does that mean I can upload to YouTube and it won't be in a really <laughs> aggravating process? Maybe, but you, you will need a, a direct fiber optic connection. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, some trick with lasers and sending thousands of frequencies over one piece of fiber optic cable. But I don't know. It sounded impressive. Man, any anything that'll speed up, uh, uh, especially uploading YouTube or surfing <laughs> the web, I'm all for it. <laughs> I just want to be like the Matrix. I want to be able to download information to my brain. Probably, like at some point, we're gonna be where like the speeds are so negligible, and there's so much data and so much power that it won't even matter. It'll all be instantaneous. Man, well, other than sending something to the other side of the world, because you still have relativity, I guess, mm-hmm. but. Can you imagine, like, wouldn't it be cool if, like, they really could, like, make The Matrix or, like, Star Trek Holodeck? Like, can you imagine, like, making, like, a video game out of, like, a total, like, environment you can, like... The Metaverse? <laughs> the Metaverse, yeah. <laughs> they should, we, That's a great should, environment should, to harass people. <laughs> you should make a uh, Matrix movie based on the Metaverse. <laughs> like, people are getting... Int- like. They're trying to make cases on there because, like, they're being molested and stuff on the media. Yeah. yeah, somebody I saw somebody joke. He's like, "I got teabagged in Call of Duty." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd probably be a more fun space if you could just molest people. You probably get you probably get a few more uh, users. But yeah, it sounds like it's just like a poorly developed piece of garbage. Yeah, it is. And then, yeah, no one wants to be there. Yeah, didn't, plus they're trying to develop like $1,700 headsets to access it and stuff. And you're like, what the fuck is this? I actually think I saw a headline that like Meta like lost like a huge amount of money and is expected to like lose a bunch again. But I mean, they might have this thing where eventually they think it'll pay off. But I mean, where are they spending the money on? It looks like shit. 
I don't even know what the metaverse even looks like. I mean, I, like I haven't done any VR stuff. Yeah, it's like Nintendo 64 graphics. Yeah. And like people have avatars, but it's like just the top of their body. They don't have legs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's weird. And almost no one's using it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure one day like VR will be cool and they'll do some cool things with it. But uh, it's going to be a while, I think. Yeah. Well, do you guys want to go out on a game of Guess the Etymology? Yeah, let's do it. Oh. Don't make me read again. That's the only thing. I'm, I get too high to read. <laughs> 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 duh, duh, duh. <laughs> People are going to love this episode. <laughs> okay. First one on the docket. Take the piss. Okay. <laughs> it's just having like a row at somebody. Okay. Now, where does that expression come from? <laughs> taking a piss. Well, uh Back in the old days, when people would get drunk, whoever got too drunk and fell down, they'd piss on them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, origin. Back in the day when clothes were dyed with natural... Uh, or First, the meaning means mock someone or something. The origin. Back in the day when clothes were dyed with natural dye, stale urine was used as a mordant, which stops the natural dye from leaching out of the cloth. The textile industry needed all the urine it could get, so workers would go around and collect specially uh, designated chamber pots full of urine for people's houses. It was probably the least desirable job at the time, so people who did it would often lie about their profession. And so the question was born from those in doubt. Really? Are you taking the piss? <laughs> That's actually a pretty good origin. <laughs> piss boy. <laughs> Can you imagine like a door-to-door piss taker? <laughs> Can I have your piss? Bring out your piss. <laughs> this piss has shit in it. <laughs> Can't do one without the other. <laughs> it's a package deal. Take it or leave it. Uh, next, wolf in sheep's clothing. I mean, the etymology. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'd known hunters that would wear, like, animal skins and stuff to get close to uh, animals while hunting. So, it could just be, like, a uh, poacher. <laughs> like, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> My brain went a whole different route. Okay, what's yours? I was thinking of, like, a harem of women and, like, a dude dressing up pretending to be a woman to get into that. <laughs> I want to see this movie. <laughs> that was a thing, wasn't it? I feel like people probably did that like back in the day. <laughs> I think there's some like, I don't know if it's a folk tale or like some lore. There, There is some story with that. Well, let's see what we here, got here. So the meaning, a person or thing that appears friendly or harmless, but is really hostile. The origin... The warning that you can't necessarily trust someone who appears kind and friendly on the outside is centuries old, dating back to the Bible. In the English language, the King James Version of the Bible from 1611 has this passage in Matthew 7:15: Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. So I guess it's just a biblical mm. thing. But where did they get it? Yeah. Where did they get it? Next, pulling someone's leg. I mean, that just makes me think of jerking somebody out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing you. <laughs> I'm just messing around. <laughs> um, so the meaning, deceive someone, playfully tease someone. Origin, while there's no evidence to back up these claims, there are two popular theories for the origins of this playful expression. Neither of them particularly playful. The first relates to thieves in medieval times who apparently pulled on the legs of their victims to trip them and swiftly make off with their booty. The second theory comes from the Tyburn, the principal place of execution in ye olde England. It refers to, uh, to the so-called hangers-on who tugged at the legs of people being hanged to give them a mercifully with death. Uh, neither of these theories are really plausible, however, so the search for the true origin continues. Well, that doesn't help us. Why did they put this one on the list? It's our responsibility to find out now. <laughs> yeah, our quest <laughs> to find it. Uh, the next, let your hair down. Rapunzel? I don't know. Like, mm. Decent guess. You got one? I mean, I think of literally letting your hair down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, meaning, behave uninhibitedly. 
origin, it was an important rule between Parisian nobles to wear elaborate hairdos while in public, and some of the looks required hours of long work. Clearly, a moment, moment of taking your ha- hair down after a long day became associated with a relaxing ritual. So, yeah. uh, next, to sell someone down the river. Oh, that comes from slavery, I think. Like, where they would sell, like, a family member, like, just to the next farm down the river or something. Okay, let's see. Well, they'd float them down the river, right? <laughs> where, where apparently, like, the further south you go, the worse it was. Uh, the meaning, betray someone, especially uh, so as to benefit oneself. Origin. The idiom comes from the 19th century in the southern states of America. During this period, it was already illegal to import slaves. So there were uh, there would be internal trades where people would ship slaves down the Mississippi River and sell them at the market. For this reason, selling someone down the river symbolizes betraying someone and using them for your own good. So yeah, exactly right. Uh, next, read the Riot Act. Uh, I'm looking at your phone, so it's a real act, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Maybe that's just to throw you off. Uh, meaning, give someone a strong warning that they must improve their behavior. Origin, in 18th century England, the Riot Act was a legal document that was read aloud in front of a crowd bigger than 12 people that were considered a threat to the peace. A public official would read a small part of the act and order people to leave peacefully within an hour. Anyone that remained after one hour was subject to arrest and removal by force. Uh, The next, rule of thumb. Oh, that's from beating your wife. You can't hit her with anything thicker than a thumb. (laughs) (laughs) The Sean Connery law. (laughs) I think it's in the Bible. (laughs) Um, Meaning, a a broadly accurate uh, guide or principle based on experience or practice rather than theory. Origin, it is believed that the rule of thumb comes from 17th century England, where Judge Sir Francis Bueller ruled that husbands can beat their wives with a stick if it is no wider than his thumb. Mm. <laughs> Why did you know that? <laughs> You're like, I still subscribe to this rule of thumb. <laughs> uh, next, paint the town red. This is going to be like some bloody, like... Yeah. I know true. it's just like, go out and have a party, have fun, but... Uh, right. Maybe it has to do with, like, Passover. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there were those things where, like, yeah... Like, people would literally paint, like, their, yeah, the their door. door red or something. Uh, so the meaning, go out and enjoy oneself flamboyantly. Origin, there are two versions of how this idiom uh, came to use. First, it is believed that back in 1837, a famous mischief maker known as the Marquis of Waterford had a wild night out with his group of friends, during which they knocked over flower pots, pulled knockers off of doors, and even broke windows. One of their biggest acts of vandalism was painting the doors of several homes with red paint. Um, the other version of the story says that the origin of the idiom might have originated from the brothels of the American West, where they referred to drunk men behaving as if the whole town was a red light district. Hmm. So it sounds like this is another one where they don't know for sure. Oh, this one could be good. Beat around the bush. Or just another violence against women. <laughs> Get around the bush. I don't know. I mean, maybe you can't even think of this one without thinking dirty thoughts. Um, maybe burning bush, like biblical, but I can't figure well, out. How it's that. supposed to be kind of like, like just kind of drawing things out, right? Right. Maybe it's like I don't know. You pretend like you're doing something. <laughs> well, let's let's see. Who is that? Who is that I, um, the saint who? Allegedly drove all the snakes from Ireland. No, St. Patrick, right? St. Patrick. I guess. (laughs) Um, The meaning, discuss the matter without coming to the point. Origin, beating around the bush is actually an action performed while hunting, driving birds and other animals out into the open. After this was done, others uh, would then catch the animals. Uh, good luck catching a bird coming out of a bush. Uh, I think you catch it with a shotgun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but how does that? How did that translate into this being, you know, the meaning of that phrase? It doesn't seem like. Yeah. Discuss a matter without coming to a point. Okay. But it seems like <laughs> maybe you're just trying to draw something out of somebody. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, next, break the ice. Guessing it comes from the north. (laughs) I think it probably has to do with fishing, like break the ice to get into like fishing water. Maybe it was like an old-fashioned, like people making ice for their drinks, and they're like, we'll break the ice and have a drink together. 
You're going to have to break the ice if you want that warm, tasty tuna. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Meaning, uh, do or say something to relieve tension or get conversation going uh, in a strange situation or when strangers meet. Origin. In the old days, commercial ships would often get stuck in frozen rivers during wintertime. So smaller ships called icebreakers would come to clear the path to shore by breaking the ice. In the 17th century, people began to use the phrase to mean to reduce tension in a social situation. And I think this is the final one for the day. More than you can shake a stick at. You can shake a stick. I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> It's not enough a, stick to shake. I was going to say, this is going to be a, some other rule about beating your wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a huge bitch. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely more than you can shake a stick at. <laughs> need a bigger thumb. <laughs> uh, meaning, a large amount uh, or quantity of something. Uh, origin. This idiom was born when farmers who wave sticks to herd sheep would have more sheep than they can control. I would shake a stick at her, but I need to buy a full tank of gas just to get to the other side. It's like an Bundy. Um, I think the rule of thumb and the, and the take the piss were the the best ones out of this bunch. <laughs> just being like a door to door piss taker. I mean, <laughs> how do you lie about that? Oh no, I'm not. This isn't my job. I'm just taking this because I want to. <laughs> also, like. Like what would, did he have like some containers he was putting all the piss into then? I assume. Yeah, I think they have like a big bucket or something. <laughs> Can't take all those chamber pots with you. <laughs> He's just giving people like a new chamber pot in return. <laughs> They're losing money on the whole deal. <laughs> like we're giving out too many chamber pots, man. <laughs> have to pay a deposit on your chamber pot. <laughs> I'd be like, you better be paying me money for my my valuable piss. <laughs> also, the the fact that it was the piss that like kept the dye in the clothing. So like, you were wearing like these piss soaked shirts yeah. and shit, essentially. Like, like, no, I, they used to tan hides with piss, and like I heard this story from somebody, and it was it's like secondhand, but they they knew somebody who'd gotten one of these like vintage jackets, and apparently had been tanned with piss, and like, uh, you know, he's riding his motorcycle around, and it started to rain, and it just like. This smell of piss just started coming out of the coat. <laughs> nice. It's like that's not a that's not something you want. <laughs> well, guys, should we wrap this bad boy up? Let's wrap it. it up. Well, guys, I don't know if this was our best show, but it was certainly a show. <laughs> but we do thank everybody who followed along, listening or watching. Um, if you would, make sure to subscribe to us both on the YouTube channel and on your podcast service of choice, and uh, you can listen to the audio feed. Um, give us, you know, the thumbs up, uh, positive reviews, lots of comments. They're always appreciated. Let us know what to do with our lives. Because we're struggling. (laughs) Yeah, we'll do whatever you want us to do. (laughs) And then uh, why not come over to the brand new Elon Musk-owned Twitter and follow us there. Guys, where can people find you on the Twitter? At a name for this too, and that's the number two. (laughs) N-word something something. God. Uh, At Twitter. At unsolicited S-U-G. Okay. <laughs> and you can, of course, probably find- no N words. <laughs> and you can, of course, find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z A C H J O N E S L I V E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care. Have a good one.